welcome to Bury the Lead. I'm one of your co-hosts, Winnipeg Free Press columnist Jen Zaratti. And I'm your other co-host, Winnipeg Free Press music writer, Aaron Labart. Welcome back. Thanks. Yeah, we've been off for two weeks. So Aaron was off in New York, so we're 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 back. She's back. Yep. Everyone's back. Um <laughs> uh, yeah, we've we've hit the we've hit the three o'clock wall here, so bear with us. What are we talking about today? I feel like all kinds of things. I feel like we're yeah. going to talk a little bit about cultural criticism and famous people's response to it. Yes. Um, we're also going to talk about the, what I like to call the second puberty. Yeah. That happens after you turn 30. Which no one tells you about. Which no one tells you about. I'm experiencing right now and it's really annoying. And uh, we're also going to solicit your opinion. Oh yeah. I actually forgot what we were doing for the third thing but we're gonna solicit your opinions for a fun project that we're doing again this summer first though how was your week it was good i was away so you know that's always nice to take a little break um i went to new york for squeaky chair i went to new york for a few days um, for listeners that don't know, I used to live there for a few years, so I still have some friends milling about. A lot of them have Fun. moved away, but there's still a handful of people there. So, you know, the flights are really cheap. I have a free place to stay. Really, even though it's the most expensive city in the world, it's still like the cheapest vacation that I can take, really. Which is amazing. Yeah. So I hung out with some friends. I don't really do touristy stuff when I go there just because... Well, I, no, that makes sense. And I was only there for a couple, like a few days, so... Uh, mostly I just wandered around. I was on the Wendy Williams show. That's fun. Yeah, it was really fun. I felt very out of place, but I loved it. I've never done a taping. Tapings are so fun. Like what happens? So generally, okay. So first of all, they're free. They're all free, which is amazing. So when I was unemployed between when I graduated and when I got my paid internship, I, I went to daytime TV shows and nighttime ones too, because it takes like many hours and it's free. So you're like, I'm doing something with my day and it's not costing me a dime. That's awesome. Yeah. So I've done Jimmy Fallon. I've done Daily Show. I've done now Wendy Williams. I did Anderson Cooper when he had a show. There's a couple more. Oh, you've made the rounds. Yeah. So basically you show up usually like an hour or two before the taping is scheduled to start. This is, it works differently depending on if you have for sure seats or if you're doing like the lottery seats. Mm -hmm. So if you're doing like Jimmy Fallon, say you couldn't couldn't get in the deadline for getting reserved seats if you're there you can go and wait in line at like 7 a.m and they give you a number and then you come back later and you line up and if they have a certain number of empty seats they'll let you in so it's very much like you take your chances kind of thing right um and for this one i went at eight o'clock in the morning and lined up outside i had a reservation but it wasn't guaranteed entry but i got in it was very exciting and then you just sit in the audience and they usually give you instructions as to like when you can clap what sounds you're supposed to make like Wendy Williams does a, a segment called hot topics at the beginning of every show. So her producer was like, let me hear your oohs and let me hear your ahs and let me hear your fake <laughs> laughter. And like, yeah, so they like walk you through it and it's hilarious. And then all these sort of like wacky things always happen in the commercial break. Like they have a, like a crowd guy that pumps up the crowd and they'll have like, sometimes if it's a celebrity guest, they'll come and talk to people in the crowd and like, that's cool. Yeah. I guess you got to do something during commercials. Yeah. And John Stewart, um, I caught one of his last few episodes when he was still doing um, Daily Show. And before they tape, he would come out and answer people's questions from the crowd and like do a little chit chat. So it's, oh, that's it's actually awesome. a really fun way to spend part of your day if you have the time. Yeah. So if you're ever in New York, hot tip. 
Yeah. Hot I, tip. I too am also going to New York. I am so excited for you. September. I've never been before, so I'm quite excited. Yeah. Um, yeah. I really rode the roller coaster of life last week. There's I heard. Lots of highs and lots of lows, including last Wednesday, where I went from like just absolutely puking my guts out because I guess I had some stomach bug to interviewing Laura Dern and Kristen Stewart because Laura they Dern is the best. shot a film in Winnipeg and they were delightful. I'm really happy them. to hear that because I love Laura Dern and I've loved her for a long time. I'm not going to get into this very long story about how my partner thought her name was Lorna Dune. <laughs> it has bonded us for life. Um, and I'm really happy to hear that she was such a gem. Oh, yeah. Wonderful. And it was really cool because obviously a lot of films are shot in Winnipeg. Mm-hmm. So if you live here, you know that because you see it happening. If you aren't from Winnipeg, you might not know that. So lots and lots of films are shot here what was interesting about the one that they shot here it's called jt leroy it's about a crazy literary scandal that happened in the early 2000s mm-hmm. um winnipeg had to be a lot of places yeah. in this film like it had to be paris it had to be san francisco it had to that be Cannes. it mind. had to be it had to be like yeah can paris san francisco tennessee somewhere else the magic of film i know (laughs) but it was kind of amazing how you could still do what winnipeggers do which is like spot the place yeah but yeah they did a really good job at kind of interesting tricking you into believing uh winnipeg was all these other places all right the main event (laughs) <laughs> so I don't know if you were paying attention to this while you were away, mm-hmm. but there was a few little dust-ups with exceedingly famous people getting kind of bent out of shape about criticism they received. Okay. So one of them was our beloved Lizzo. We love Lizzo. We love Lizzo. I'm yes. seeing her in New York and I'm very excited. I know. I'm very pumped for you. Um, But she was a little bit salty about a review that she got and she had a tweet that she eventually apologized for and kind of walked back. But she had a tweet about how um, basically you shouldn't be allowed to review a record if you've never made one, which is a common thing I think both of us have heard. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah, for sure. Um. So that happened. And then there was a few other ones, including Olivia Munn uh, taking on these fashion bloggers who oh, yeah. like are very fine. You know what I mean? Like they're not, they're not super cruel. They're not like, they just didn't like her outfit. And right. yet Olivia Munn made it like, you're bad for women. There's a few other cases, like right. all in a row. Right. But it got me kind of thinking about the role that critics play because both you and I are in cultural oh, criticism. Oh, yes. Right? I would say we are eyeball deep in cultural criticism. Yeah. So it, it it's not our job to make you feel good. You know what I mean? Like, right. Nor do we go out to intentionally make you feel bad. Exactly. Yes. And I read something that uh, Sachi Cole at BuzzFeed wrote about this that I think is really true. And that is it's not really the cri- – you're not like the person you're writing about. So like if you're writing a profile of a famous person – they're not the audience for what you're writing. Correct. The reader is the audience Correct. for it. So even though you're the subject, you're not necessarily the audience. Correct. And I think that's really important for, even if you're not super famous, even if you're just the subject of a story in the newspaper, mm-hmm. I think it's sometimes worth remembering that it's not really our job to 
like and or flatter everything. Right. And we run into that locally sometimes, particularly with Fringe, I find. Like, people are like... Oh, yes. You know, you have a critical review and suddenly it's like, how can you be so mean and take away this person's livelihood? And, like, I wrote a column about that. I mean, it's actually not my job to make sure people come to your play. Right. It's my job to evaluate what I'm seeing. I mean... In service of my reader. Yes. I've had many performers. I mean, I, I tend to be generous with my reviews same because I do understand that like this is how you make your living but like I also cannot give a five-star review to a two-star show just because I feel bad you know how boring would it be if you only gave five-star reviews to everything right and I mean I've had people come back to like tweet at me or you know try to shame me in public for my review yeah with that same logic being like, oh, well, you're not an actor. What do you know? Oh, you don't do comedy. What do you know? It's funny. And I'm like, well, I have, you know, a brain. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. You know, and I do critique for a living. And we're literally the representative of the. Well, that's the thing. That's, yeah. That's like that's saying a, that anyone who watches your movie has no right to have an opinion on it or right. anyone who listens to, to your, your song album, or, yeah. you know, buys your clothes or whatever. Exactly. We are who you are reaching out to. Exactly. Yeah. So that's and who I feel we're like, speaking to. I feel like this is also the perfect opportunity to remind everyone that I had a Twitter fight with Boy George of Culture Club. Oh, for yeah. For this exact same reason. I forgot about that. Yeah. we. I wrote a, I feel, a very complimentary review. Yeah. Because it, it was a good show. But I made a couple comments saying that it felt very empty in the arena because there were only 4,000 people there and it was a full bowl. And I had suggested that it might be better <laughs> to perform at like Club Regent and do two nights or the do go to the Burt and do two nights and have it be a sold out packed house rather than perform to a half empty room. Right. So you had what you need to make a statement like that. You had the fact and then you had the supporting opinion. Yeah, he didn't take too kindly to that and tweeted directly to me, linked the review. This is my <laughs> this is my moment in the sun. And said, were you even at the same show, love? And I'm like, were you at the same show? <laughs> like, I mean, yes. So I uh, I don't get offended by things like that. I find it actually quite funny. No. Yeah, I I agree. But I, to, like, to disregard the other 800 words of positive feedback saying, you were a great performer. You sang really well. Everyone really seemed to be having a good time. And to fixate on the one sentence where I said, this is where room for improvement well and it's you can kind of flip it back onto them and be like well if you've never written a review then you're not allowed to criticize that right Right. like it's it's also cultural criticism is also an art form that not everyone can do well and certainly there's plenty of like rushed hot takes and like tabloid and like bad there's bad reviews absolutely poorly not absolutely poorly written reviews absolutely but the conversation that i was kind of um interested in related to this is just talking about you know and this phrase is often used in in comedy a lot but punching down Mm. um a lot of people felt that people with large platforms so like here olivia munns were actually punching down by sending all their fans to attack these people for oh yes you know not that she <laughs> sicked her fans on them on purpose no but but that's the that's effect happens. that happens i had i'm gonna circle back to one other review story i reviewed one direction i'm pretty sure i've told this story before but i said some unflattering things about one of the singers because he was clearly struggling 
And the next day, my phone just blew up with fans of One Direction from all over the world tweeting like gun emojis at me, tweeting the most horrible things at me because I wrote one sentence saying that he had struggled, you know, and that's just what happens. And I don't think celebrities take that into consideration sometimes when they're doing something like what Lizzo did or what Olivia Munn did. Yeah. Although I will give Lizzo props for kind of yeah reassessing after the the initial fury kind of wore off yeah i think she and i mean you are from a very you are sorry you are speaking from a privileged place if you already have literally thousands to millions of people telling you how awesome you are all the time right you know what i mean like it's you know that's who you go to for that not necessarily the critic the critic liked your stuff great but like Right. You know, and then it opens up a whole thing about how much stock you put into reviews and I mean, exactly. who reads them and who doesn't, et cetera. But yeah, it's an interesting conversation. Interesting thing to think about anyway. Yeah. And, and especially because not a lot of places such as newspapers do too much of it anymore. It's true. Like we're one of the only newspapers that has a like dedicated literary review section. Uh, we still review concerts. concerts we still, you know, films. we discuss yeah. a lot of um, cultural happenings through that lens. So, mm-hmm. and one other thing I want to just mention quickly before we move on is that it's also in a weird way kind of um, <laughs> nice to know that even as someone who is critiqued regularly, like a musician or an actor or whoever, that they have the same sort of reaction to it that we do on our scale of like, say you post a picture on Instagram, you have a 400 or like 10, not 400, it's 400 <laughs> comments, 10 very positive comments. And then you have one sort of like iffy mean one. Of yeah. course you're going to focus on the mean one. Absolutely. And for them, it's the same thing. It's just, you know, amplified, right? Exactly. Which is kind of like a kind of a weird, cozy thing to think about. I don't know why. <laughs> Everyone's miserable and it's great. It is a cozy thing to think about. Yeah. Stars, they're just like us. They're just like us. Everyone's ego, <laughs> egos are fragile. Yes. Um, <laughs> one thing that I just remembered that we wanted to talk about. Yeah. Our last episode, we were talking about Korean oh, agents. Yeah. Thank you for remembering. Yeah. So we're going to talk about this later because I, we want to pull up the email. Yeah. But we got a response. Yes. That it was filled with like so much learning. So yeah. we will share yeah. that with you about yeah. how Korean agents work. I will share work. in reading, watching, listening later because it was quite a read. So Exactly. Yeah. Perfect. Um, yeah. That just suddenly. You're a genius. A flash. A flash in my brain. Moving on. Let's talk about turning 30 because yeah. you are turning oh, 30. Oh, turning 30 on Saturday. Yeah, tomorrow. Yeah, May oh my God. 4th. Oh, uh, yeah. I feel like an old bitty. Is, are, are, but are you okay with it? Yeah, oh yeah, I'm fine Is 30 with it. a strange birthday for you? I don't think so. It hasn't, I mean, it hasn't happened yet, but. That's true. Um, Yeah, I mean, it only because, it's only strange for me because my, my parents and like people in my family have been kind of saying, because I'm the youngest child in my household right so my mom is doing the my baby's turning 30 like i'm old you know <laughs> like really facing her own mortality on that one yeah so it's only weird because people keep doing stuff like that yeah and also fair. because i have a lot of milestones coming like i have my 30th birthday and then shortly after i have my wedding shower and then obviously later this year we're getting married and it's just like a lot of milestones all crammed into a very short period of time. Oh, you again? No, yeah, I, I, no I, I know. I feel bad about it. Sorry, I friends. Who are I understand listening. because yeah. I also turned thirty the year I got married. So I, I fully. Everyone celebrate me going. all the time. Yes. That's what I feel like. And then you're just <laughs> very awkward for me. You're, you'll find that your thirty-first year is really like dull. <laughs> who cares? Um, but yeah, one thing that you had mentioned to me 
because you're a few years older than me is it's like rehashing of puberty that yeah. happens and i yeah. am kind of experiencing that right mm-hmm. now and i hate it i hate i hate it it is wild I have never had so many pimples on my face in my even when I was a teenager. It's second puberty. Like I have Mount Vesuvius on my chin right now. <laughs> like it, it will not go away. Oh god. And then like I feel like my mood swings are as though they are when I was a teenager. Yep. Like I'll literally go from being totally fine to like like one of the evil Disney queens in like <laughs> 15 seconds. Just sobbing. I know, like I know. Yeah, it's uh, what what is happening? Is there So I mean I'm not a doctor, but I think there is a hormonal change that happens in this age. Does it make you grow chin whiskers? Because that's happening too. Yes. Weight gain, moodiness, like all the things that we know and love from being 13. Why does no one talk about this? You know, I feel like maybe people do talk about it, but nobody listens. Maybe. Like motherhood. Because I keep (laughs) hearing like, 30s, you're prime. 30s, the best. And I'm like... I feel I mean, like I'm 16 again. There are lots of things about being in your 30s that are awesome, yes. I feel. Like, I, I do feel like this decade is kicking the 20s ass a fair amount. But, yeah, there is a bit of a a wild ride that you go on. <laughs> that I'm still on. I'm 34, and I still feel like it's... We're oh, just it's like, going to go that long. <laughs> yeah, I, I feel like it's, all, like, done now. Yeah. But this was my weird birthday. 34 was like... Oh. Yeah was the i need to grapple with my mortality which is ridiculous because 34 is not i mean maybe if old. this was like 18 19 you'd be rounding the I, bend I, on life there <laughs> i'd be coming around the mountain <laughs> yeah. that's for sure yeah. uh, <laughs> <laughs> but i definitely had such wild thoughts as oh my god in 16 years i'll be 50 <laughs> So like, so, you know, things yeah, but 16 years ago, <laughs> you were, you were 18 coming around the mountain. So, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so if you think about it backwards then you'll find exactly, <laughs> exactly. So, oh boy, all this to say happy 30th birthday <laughs> and Godspeed. Um, so this summer we have a bit of a, a plan up our sleeves. Okay. Right. Yes. Kind of. Sure. Yeah, sure. Sort of. Okay. So last year we did kind of a culinary tour of rural Manitoba. Mm-hmm. I said rural successfully because I don't have my Invisaligns in because <laughs> I forgot to put them in. Um, but we want to do that again. So we want your input. So if there are places that you like to go on the way to the cottage or if there's places that you grew up at or love or there's new places that just opened that you found out about that are great we want to hear from you sort of like within a 90 minute radius of the city yes north south east west doesn't matter any corner but but because we're doing them individually coming back to the city every night probably 90 minutes would be the furthest yes so let us know your places yeah people loved rural eats one they really did we got that was I mean, I knew that people would like it, but that really warmed my cold, dead heart. I know. Like, it really did. People loved it. Yeah. They loved it. Because and then we heard from a lot of the businesses after. Mm-hmm. And, like, not... I don't want to say that our journalism doesn't necessarily impact people t- in a tangible way all the time. But these businesses said that their their customer number yeah. increased, like, mad crazy. Well, I think that's kind of... An important lesson. Allow me to toot our horn a little bit. (laughs) But I think that is an important lesson for papers that are based in cities is to not forget about stuff surrounding the city. Because, like, they all read the Winnipeg Free Press. 
they but they don't necessarily get the attention that a business in the city might Mm -hmm. so it's i think it's good for all papers to kind of consider that and think about the communities that are like bedroom communities or like commuter communities or Mm -hmm. rural communities who are still served by your paper Mm -hmm. but aren't necessarily getting that kind of stuff all the time and we got a lot of responses from readers after saying that it inspired them to do similar road trips i think i remember we got one from an older couple that said they started taking drives out of the city yeah together and like spending spending the time together to go driving and have a bite to eat like an hour away and oh it's just so cute well and that's the other thing that i really liked about that project and that's why I was interested in doing it again is that not everybody can necessarily get away for a summer vacation. Yes. So if they're like working or if they can't afford to, or if they have kids that are in camp all summer or whatever, there's myriad reasons that you can't go on a summer vacation. This is kind of a nice, easy way to explore your town, not have to spend a million dollars or explore like your province and uh, yeah, just get out there and enjoy summer a little bit. So hit us up with your recommendations. You can email us at barrythelead at winnipegfreepress.com. And we look forward to seeing what you suggest. We're going to end today with reading, watching, listening. Mm-hmm. I'm going to start with my favorite email that I've received in quite some time. Yes. Um, this is from one of our listeners. His name is Justin. Um, I believe he is... Oh, yes. He said he's a South Korean listener. And as you will recall, we asked anyone who is a South Korean listener to email us about the age calculating debacle. And he said that what we said (laughs) is correct. (laughs) Yay. I like being correct. Yeah. Yes. Technically, someone who's born on December 31st will be two years old the next day. Um, It's a cultural thing. And he then he went in and explained a whole bunch of reasons why this could be saying that he's 33 in Korean age and 31 here. But turning 32 years old next month since his birthday is in May. Right. So it's like very confusing. And he said that sometimes people, um, just to avoid all the confusion, will just ask you what year you were born rather than what your age is. Right. Which makes sense to me. Um, yeah. So, yeah. So remind me how it works again. So um, when you are born... Mm-hmm. You turn two. I'm trying to. Sorry, I'm talking very slowly because I'm trying to do the math. In my yeah. Head. Say you were born on December 25th. Yes. You as on January 1st, you would be two years old. Right. So it follows that calendar. Yeah. Either because um, they don't consider zero as an age. Right. Or because they include the time in utero as like living time. Right. Could be one of those reasons. There's several different kinds of different reasons why this could be. Right. But he said, one of, uh, a fun fact, one of the first things that Native Koreans will ask you when you meet is your age. Um, because he said it's more, it's uncommon for people of different ages to be in friend groups together. Okay. Due to like formality and seniority and the way that you speak to people. Right. So it's... Interesting. Yeah. So... Um, it says he says it's more common for people that are, are of the same age to be friends just on like a purely social status kind of level. Right. Because I guess all of this would affect how like school grades are organized and yeah, all the rest of that, too. Yeah. So anyway, thank you so much, Justin, for sending us this information. Yeah. I loved reading all of this. Yes. Super interesting. And we love when readers or not readers, when listeners yes. respond to our questions. Readers too, but readers listeners, too, but listeners yeah. specifically. Yes. Yes. So thank you so much. We loved it. Awesome. 
So this chair is extra squeaky today. Yes, it is. (laughs) So you read your email. Yes. I'm watching. (laughs) No, I mean, I can talk about something else that I'm reading if you want want to. Yeah. So I read this book called Golden Boy. Um, The author's name is Abigail. I think it's Tartlin or something along those lines. Um, she's actually a friend of my fiance's. Okay. And he picked her book for our book club. It's like, I guess a little bit of a, what's the word I'm looking for? Nepotism. Thank you. Yes. Nepotism. Um, so it's about a, I feel like this is not a socially accepted term anymore, but the scientific term of hermaphrodite. Mm-hmm. It's a, it's a teenage boy who has both female and male genitalia and reproductive organs. Oh, okay. Um, so it's kind of telling the story through the perspective of him, his name is, is Matt. He, he present like he, um, chose to be a boy. Right. Um, I believe intersex is the term. Yes. Now, but there's like a, but there's a difference between intersex and being a true, like hermaphrodite medical hermaphrodite. Okay. Um, which they talk about in the book. Cause you can tell that there's like a huge amount of medical research that she had done to write this story. And it's, um, from the perspective of Max, the son, his younger brother, his mother, his father, his doctor, the girl that he's interested in. So every chapter kind of changes perspective, which is really interesting. And it was a little bit too long. And I think a few too many things happened. Um, Like at one point, some of my book club people will listen to this podcast, but if you haven't read it yet, sorry, but Max gets pregnant. He gets um, raped by one of his friends, male friends. Oh my God. Yeah. Very brutal. Like right at the beginning of the book. And he ends up getting pregnant from that, not realizing that his female reproductive organs would be able to, to like withstand that. a pregnancy. Right. Yeah. So it's like a very complex thing. Wow. Really interesting. And um, I don't know. I don't know if it's for everybody, but if it's something you're interested in reading about, I would recommend it. It sounds really interesting. Available at Winnipeg Public Library. Sounds interesting. Yeah. Um, I'm going to do watching. Um. There's two shows that I think I've talked about before, but that there's the two shows that I think everyone should watch due to being topical. So, <laughs> so there's a really long pause. Um, Build up the drama. My brain short circuited. Uh, one of them is of course the good fight. So that is the spinoff from the good wife. Right. Um, it is just getting so good. What's that actress's name? Like the lead lady. Christine Bransky with the Bob Christine Bransky. Yeah, I think so. Um, yeah, she I is, like her. She is, I can't remember her name, but I like she her. is a goddess for sure. Yeah. Uh, the stuff that they're doing around the Trump presidency, around online safety, around like voting tampering. It's so good. And unlike anything else going on on TV. Interesting. And I just, it, it it's one of those things where I'm like, I feel like no one's talking about this and I'm sure they are, but did you say what network it's on? It's on in Canada. It's on the W network. Oh, okay. Um, and then the other show is a show called the bolt tape, which I think I've mentioned on the show I before. Think so. Um, it's about three 20 somethings who work for a New York fashion magazine. It again is really good at dealing with super topical issues, including the most like not the most recent episode from this week, but the one before where they actually dealt with a bit of a like, Aziz Ansari, Me Too, Gray okay. Area situation yeah. with one of the um, guys who works at the magazine who everyone thinks is like, he's a super nice guy. And he finds out that he's actually the man in this viral story. Hmm. It was so well done. And I'm just all this to say that I'm just really pleased that TV is delving into these issues in really 
smart ways mm-hmm. um because i think sometimes what happens is that people will attempt to do like oh we got to do the me too episode and it's like super cringy but mm-hmm. i really appreciate that there's like good thoughtful discussions yeah and what's going on i mean sometimes you want escapism but yeah sometimes you want your art to reflect your life back so yeah yeah cool i have sorry one more to add because i saw a screening of long shot last week oh yeah and i, and I wrote a review just kind of willy-nilly um so this is the rom-com featuring Charlize Theron and Seth Rogen. Yes. Two actors who I mostly can't stand. So I had very low expectations, but I enjoyed it so thoroughly. Like I was shocked how much I loved it. I wasn't sure about it when yeah. I saw it. I just, I find Seth Rogen incredibly irritating and I find Charlize Theron irritating in, a, in the opposite way. Like I find him too sloppy and mm-hmm. schlubby and like just leans too far into that pot smoking, you right. know, whatever. And I find her to be like, so rigid and uptight and like i just I, I can't relate to her because she's like the most beautiful woman in the universe and yes like it's just perfect all the time. she is quite ethereal that right is for sure right so i just find like a huge disconnect there even when i even when she's in a like doing a character acting role it's just Charlize there and being this person like i can't disconnect her from her character you but know, this yeah yeah you know what i mean yeah but this she was so good and her comedic timing was is just like impeccable so if you're looking for like a really fun sort of rom com thing date night even like for mother's day it would be a fun movie when does it open uh f- today oh awesome may 3rd yeah so I, I would definitely recommend for sure awesome uh you can read aaron's review of that movie yes you can read anything else that we've written at winnipegfreepress.com you can also follow us on social media i'm at jen Zerati on twitter and instagram and i'm at naya on twitter and instagram and we will see you next week Bye.